Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded, the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports. Um, back this week with another mini-sode. And uh, if you listen to the previous episode that we put out with Ben Rosario from the Hoka NAZ Elite uh, running team, you know that I um, made, a, made a big deal about uh, trying to not make uh, everything uh, or fall into the trap of let uh, letting everything that we talk about be um, be the COVID nineteen pandemic. But um, as much as I've tried, uh, it is on uh, on everybody's mind. Uh, it's certainly on my mind. It's the conversation, uh, or it's it's guiding the conversations that I have on a daily basis with uh, with with athletes, with coworkers, um, f- friends, family. So. Uh, I've tried to uh, to steer clear um, or limit um, the uh, the time that I give to this, but at the end of the day, um, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to lean into it um, because I think uh, again it is it is critical and it's important and it it's uh, it's serious and um, so I think you know this this podcast is a good. Um, a good platform to to hopefully provide some some resources and some assurance and some guidance for people that are li- that are listening that um, that feel like they need you know any or, or all of those things. So we're uh, based on some feedback and some questions and, and comments from the last episode that we did with Ben. Um, I'm going to expand on that in in the minisode uh, before I dive into. The topic uh, of today's um, uh, episode. There's a few things that I want to uh, just mention. Some, some, uh, I guess, just kind of housekeeping items. Uh, some events that are coming up. Some things that we at um, at Thomas Endurance Coaching are doing um, to try to be a resource for the endurance sports community as a whole, um, as well as our athletes, our partners, uh, anyone listening to the podcast. Um, so a few upcoming, uh, events we're, we're going to be launching and it's starting, uh, it's starting this Thursday, uh, April 16th, and, uh, it's going to be a coach's happy hour. We're going to do that on Instagram live. Um, our Instagram handle is Thomas underscore endurance underscore coaching. Um, and we're going to be rotating in with myself and some of the other coaches, uh, there's going to be two of us each week, and it's just going to be um, a casual chat, um, uh, and we're just going to be hanging out, fielding questions from from whoever's listening, and you know, honestly, a, a chance to um, to to maybe take a little bit of a break and, and a little lighter-hearted approach to some of the heavier things that are that are going on in the world, and so uh, that's going to be uh, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna do that every Thursday at five. PM Mountain Standard Time uh, here in the states uh, on Instagram Live. So check that out. It should be fun. This is our first week, um, and again, just a casual chat, talking shop, talking about our own training, our own setbacks, issues, and then uh, and then fielding questions and comments from uh, from whoever's tuning in. So um, definitely be sure to uh, to check that out. Uh, we're also doing um, Zwift group rides. We're doing them on a biweekly basis right now. Um, every other Sunday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So our next one is going to be on April 26th. But 
Um, they we've been doing them all winter and they're evolving um, and they're really cool. Um, Coach uh, Joe Hamilton, who is one of the coaches at TEC, um, has been leading them all winter and they're evolving. They're getting a little longer. We're adding some structure in there. Um, we're getting uh, more and more folks each time um, that we do it. There's a call in feature, um, uh, a number that we provide, so you can call in, you can chat with uh, with Joe. Um, I've been trying to show up as well. Um, and, uh, and the other riders. So super fun and, and a nice kind of, you know, social atmosphere that a lot of us are missing right now. So check that out. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, well, there's a few different ways you can get it. You can subscribe to the newsletter and we send out updates uh, about all kinds of things, but we send out updates, uh, specific to the group rides. Uh, you can also join our Strava club. Uh, so Thomas endurance coaching the TEC athletes group on Strava, um, so a few different ways. We also post, uh, we have events on Facebook. Um, we'll post about it on Instagram, Twitter, and so on. Um, so plenty of ways to get a hold of that information, but check that out. And then, you know, uh, sign up for our newsletter uh, anyway via our website, thomasendurancecoaching.com, because we're putting out lots of great resources, um, especially during this time. You know, we, we see it as our responsibility to be a resource to the athletic community as a whole, and we're working really hard to make sure that, um, we're getting, you know, information that people can trust, guidance, um, tips, tricks, uh, advice, and, and so on. So um, the the newsletter is is kind of our primary venue uh, for that, and it's not something that bogs your um, bogs your inbox down. Uh, we're respectful of everyone's time, um, so uh, check check that out. And then a couple of uh, a couple of kind of promotions that we're doing. Uh, if you were interested in uh, working with a coach or understanding how a coach can help you navigate this time period. Um, we're doing a couple of things for the month of April to try to help um, kind of uh, break down the barrier to entry or barriers to entry. Um, so there's a few different or a couple different versions. The first one is that we're waiving uh, the startup fee. Typically uh, there is a $99 startup fee for any new athlete joining, uh, joining TEC we're waiving that startup fee for April. All you have to do is use the offer code no setup 2020. So that's N O S E T U P two zero two zero when you check out and that'll waive uh, the $99 startup fee. So that's for all new athletes, um, that are, uh, that are coming to us, uh, directly from, uh, to, to the website and signing up. Uh, we're also doing a refer a friend, um, deal. So if, you are an existing TEC athlete, you're listening to this podcast, and you have a friend that you think could benefit from working with one of our coaches, um, all you have to do is tell them to sign up, tell them to mention your name during the sign-up, and uh, you'll both receive $100 off uh, of the next month of coaching. So the new athlete, uh, your friend, will receive $100 off their first month of coaching, um, and you, as the existing athlete, will receive $100 off of your next month of personal coaching. Um, if you're not already working with us uh, as a personal coaching athlete, all you have to do is bring a friend. Um, you, if you both sign up for a personal coaching service, um, you'll both save $100 off of your first month of coaching. So super easy. A couple of things there just to kind of help people, um, again, you know, coaching is about much more than, uh, or working with a coach is about so much more than, um, following a training plan, a coach writing workouts, uh, you know, now more than ever, 
uh, having that support network um, that a coach provides and, and understanding or working with someone that can help you understand how to navigate this time period to keep you on track, keep you focused, and keep you um, moving towards your long-term goals uh, is uh, is really valuable. So um, check those out, and um, and again, uh, all that's available through through our website at thomasendurancecoaching.com. So enough of the uh, that's it with the the housekeeping items. I'm gonna move on to uh, really an expansion of uh, what Ben and I talked about on our last episode. And again, this came from uh, from a few different areas. It came from uh, from feedback and comments that we got after that episode launched two weeks ago. Um, it's also come from conversations that I've had with athletes, with other coaches, um, with our own coaching uh, group uh, with TEC. And it is about o- outcome versus process-oriented goals. Um, and so this is an area where uh, I want to dive in uh, a little more deeply because I, I think it's extremely important and I think it's something that um, the distinction is not made enough uh, and we don't spend enough time, uh, both as coaches and as athletes, um, we don't spend enough time on distinguishing what these goals are um, how we define them, how we set them for ourselves, and then ultimately how we go about uh, achieving them. So um, Ben and I uh, talked about uh, kind of process versus outcome goals and, and what that meant for his team. And and we moved on to other topics and uh, we dove into it a little bit, but I, I really want to expand on it uh, here in this format. And because um, I think it's it's something that's, that's critical. And I, I find myself more and more talking about this, uh, this topic, uh, again, with, with all kinds of different folks. So let's start by kind of defining what, uh, what these goals are. And, and if you, if you look at, um, if you look at sports psychology there, there's actually three primary types of goals. Um, so outcome and process oriented goals are, are kind of on, uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. There's actually a a, a midpoint goal as well, and I'll, I'll go into that a little bit. But let's let's start by just defining what those are. Um, and this is from a uh, again from a sports psychology perspective. Um, we talk about goal setting, defining goals, and then ultimately uh, working to to reach uh, those goals. So uh, an outcome goal. The, the most important thing to understand about the outcome-oriented goal is that it's, it's a goal that is completely out of our control. So an example of that would be um, an outcome-based goal for an endurance athlete might be to win their priority race that season. Um, so while that's a great goal and certainly a valid goal, it is, it's out of our control. Um, so we don't know for sure if that goal is obtainable. Uh, and I'll, I'll go into this a little more. But So outcome-based goal is, is out of our control. The, the, um, the kind of mid-level goal uh, is a performance-based goal. And that is what we're trying to achieve. So an example of that for an athlete might be um, to be the um, best local racer. 
So in whatever discipline you're focused on, you might want to be um, the best in your local community, local race scene, local race series, group rides, group runs, whatever. Um, so that's a performance-oriented goal. So, um, And the next is the process-oriented goal. And these are the goals that are completely under our control. So they are the small steps that we take to get to performance and outcome-oriented uh, goals. They're, they're all of the necessary steps to get to, uh, if you remember the example that I gave for performance-oriented goals, they're all the necessary steps to get you to, to be the best local racer. So it's, it's everything. It's the workouts. It's the stretching. It's the foam rolling. It's the, um, it's the, the mental skills training. It's the stretching. It's sleep. It's nutrition. Every possible thing that builds to get you to performance-oriented goals, which will ultimately build to helping you achieve your outcome-oriented goals. So those are really important distinctions to make. And I, I think what I see happen a lot uh, as far as athletes are concerned is we kind of mix all these things together um, and we leave some out, we skip some steps, we uh, we put one before the other, but but really the way that it has to be approached is from the bottom up. So it has to be process, performance, outcome. Um, you can't put one before the other, and there can't be performance without process, and there can't be outcome without performance, and so on. And and that's a really important. Um, concept to to understand because I we we so often want to fast forward to the outcome and we 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 you know truthfully we 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 put the outcome uh on a much higher pedestal um and and we behave like the outcome is is under our control or or within our control meaning that you know we can show up and without doing the other steps uh, or knowing full well that we didn't commit to the process that built on the performance or led to the performance, we show up and assume that we can kind of will the outcome into existence. And that's just never going to be the case. So with all that being said, the reason that I think it's maybe more timely than ever is that um, we're we're in a little bit of a crisis uh, specific to the athletic community about what that means for um, what what's happened to our outcome based goals, which so often are linked to events, um, races, grand fondos, uh, ultra marathons, what, whatever it is, any event, they're all postponed, uh, canceled, um, and so the outcome, which we typically want to fast forward to get to and leave the other things behind, the outcome has now been taken away from us. It's been removed for some period of time, hopefully not very long, but certainly for the near term, those are not an option. So, you know, what is this, how does all this apply to us now? And, and I think we 
first and foremost, we tend to focus more on the outcome. So I think that by removing or having those outcome-based goals um, removed from us, that's really going to be, um, it's going to be a great benefit if we look at it the right way. So if we, uh, if we're now forced to pull back and all that we have left is process and performance, um, we have to make sure we're doing the steps that build towards an eventual outcome. And and maybe even better that we're not a hundred percent sure when that outcome based goal is going to arrive, right? Our race calendars have been shifted. We're not a hundred percent sure when things are rescheduled, um, for the most part. Um, so I think that that's a real positive thing again, because these, these steps get kind of jumbled and and mixed around. Um, we also assume that the outcome is what we're working toward, right? So we put a race on the calendar, um, and we, we assume we get it in our head that, that from, you know, from now until the race date, that's what we're working to achieve. Again, a primary example of, of fast forwarding through process and performance and setting our sights on the outcome, which we truthfully have no control over. So we, we assume that the outcome is what we're working towards, but really what we should be focusing on is the building blocks, right? The, the process that will eventually create the desired outcome. Right, so how we should really be thinking about it uh, is that we put a race on the calendar or a series of races or events, and then we should immediately pull back and think about all of the processes that we can put in place uh, from from now until that event to um, to help us one build towards the performance goal, um, and then use that performance goal to hopefully uh, build to the outcome-based goal. Um, and so, again, that's that kind of, you know, we fast-forward through all that. But we should, we put that outcome-based goal out there, and then we should pull back and think about, again, everything that goes into building towards a performance goal. So, again, as an example, being the best local racer, so every part of it that it would that it would take. So again, sleep, nutrition, the workouts, the stretching, the ancillary work, strength training, all the all the aspects, balancing stress from outside um, sources, work, life, everything. That's all. That's all a process. And so we dial that in, and then we get to the outcome. So. So many athletes try to skip process and performance and go straight to outcome. So now that the outcome has been postponed, we're really forced, and that's a strong word, but essentially that's what we're we're doing. We we we're being forced to by you know the nature of global events, we're being forced to focus on how we begin the process. And so, you know, that's, that's really how 
I view this kind of being tied into what we're going through right now as you know as a global community but but again specific to the lens in which many of us myself included see the world it's through the lens of of you know endurance sports but maybe more more specifically athletic identity um and how we operate in a world where we're not sure what those outcome goals are going to be or when they're going to happen. And with that off the plate, um, we're really now in a position where we can finally focus on the process. Um, and that, again, builds to performance. And then ultimately, when the time is right, when we know what the schedule is going to be, when we have races on the calendar, when things get back to normal, and they will in due time, we'll be able to apply those to an outcome. Um, but you can't have one before the other. And so the order of those goals is really important. And it's something that we don't spend enough time on. And now we have the luxury for those of us that are in a position to, to have more time or to have time to think about these things. Um, and of course have our health and, uh, and so on. We really have the luxury of refining that process, uh, defining the process. What is it? Um, it's, it's a worthwhile endeavor to work through what those three types of goals are for you. What do you want your outcome goal to be? Again, remembering that that's really out of your control, but it's important to define it because it will set the tone for your performance and your process goals. What do you want your performance or what is your performance goal or goals? Um, And then what are the steps that you need to implement to get you there? Keeping in mind that quote unquote training, doing workouts is just one arguably fairly small component of that, right? So it's not just, it's not just workout. It's not workout more not work out harder. There might be parts of those things mixed in there, but it's not. Uh, that's not the answer. Uh, it's not that black and white. So again, it's 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 a very nuanced uh, and and multi tiered approach to get that process, and that process is different for every individual. So again, I think now, and I've said this on previous podcasts. I've said this in articles that I've written. Uh, Uh, public speaking engagements that I've had. Um, I think now is, is really, if we, if we look at it through uh, maybe a different lens now is, uh, is really a valuable time for athletes. It's going to cause us to think about our athletic identity. If your identity has been totally wrapped up in, uh, in outcome based goals, then this is going to be a really challenging time for you. Um, But it's also worth noting that we have to have more than those outcome-based goals for longevity and sustainability as athletes, right? We have to have the, the, the process and the performance uh, as well because the outcome-based goals at the end of the day are, are out of our control. Um, so we can't hang all of our hopes and dreams on those things when we know that we really don't have control over them. So... Um, 
Again, I'll challenge you to work through what those goals are for you, outcome performance process. Um, Be critical, be honest, and think about how you can achieve those goals without the the clear distinction and definition of outcome-based goals on the calendar. And then um, take some time to think about how you can start that process, how you can begin to dial those things in so that when things are back to normal, that's a, that becomes, um, it's just a part of your execution, right? You don't have to, those things are defined um, and it becomes much less challenging to, uh, to put those things in motion. Um, also, this is, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is where um, working with a coach can be extremely valuable. So again, it's, it's pretty black and white uh, how to pick outcome-based goals. There are races that seem fun. They are uh, bucket list events, places you want to run or ride or swim. Um, but outside of that, it, it can be a challenging uh, can, can be challenging to, to sort through these things. And you know, and, and this is where the experience of a coach and, and working through these nuanced concepts is, is really valuable. And, and in my opinion, what I think the coach athlete relationship is, is really all about, you know, it's training is almost kind of a secondary writing workouts is, you know, almost like a secondary or, or even tertiary component of, uh, of the coach athlete relationship. So, um, if you feel like there's some guidance or guidance could be useful there, uh, or valuable to you, uh, feel free to reach out to us at TEC. Uh, as always, there's, uh, we offer free, uh, introductory calls, uh, with a coach. So you can, uh, you can schedule a call, jump on for free and just chat through some of these things where you're having troubles, um, where, where your challenges, uh, are. And then, um, uh, that can hopefully give you some, some clarity and you can go from there. So, Thanks so much for, uh, for listening. I hope this helped. Uh, challenge yourself to think about the process. Um, uh, push yourself to, to refine and, and define that process. Use that to build towards performance. Um, and then go into your outcome-based goals uh, with confidence, knowing that you did what it takes uh, and the building blocks are in place. Um, I'm Taylor Thomas. Thanks again. Uh, we'll see you next time on Endurance Minded.